think running a day spa is all massages and relaxation? <laughs> there is nothing relaxing about owning a day spa. But we're here to help. Siri Spa owners know that being in the spa business isn't for the weak. It takes hard work, planning, and just a bit of luck. We should know because we've owned a successful day spa for over 20 years. Now we're opening up our playbooks and giving you the business insights to run your day spa rather than letting it run you. This is a Spapreneur podcast with Lynn Graves and Ramona Rice. Me, 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 me. I'm doing the, the, the sound check. Right, because it's important they hear the sussy because they love you way more than they love me. Oh, no, they love you, too. Well, I, I know just... they love me, but it's kind of like you're like a fairy godmother to them. <laughs> <laughs> if they only knew how mean I really am. Oh, my God, she's terrible. My troops would tell you that. I had a total meltdown on Monday. And me, me and Lyric had a smackdown. Oh, no. I mean, we really... I said to him earlier in the day, I could feel my anxiety building up. And once your anxiety builds up, you can't pull it back. It's just, it's a very difficult isn't it, thing. Isn't it the worst thing when someone says, just calm down? No, I, like, it is. Because yeah. you can't. You yeah, can't. That's it, the, and it's the one thing you want to do. So, by the way, I'm Ramona rice Cromel. I'm Ceci Lynn Graves. We're the um, Spoppreneurs. Yeah. And what happens is when you have anxiety attacks is that... For some, it hits them like a bomb. For me, it's a slow build. And it's like saying as you're going on a roller coaster up the hill and you know you're about to go down the hill. Well, just get off. Well, you can't. You can't do that. You got to ride it out. And so I said to him early in the morning, I was starting to micromanage him. And I said, I'm talking to myself going, Lynn, stop it. Do not micromanage him. He does perfectly fine. And I looked at him. I said, my anxieties are just riding me high. Well, later in the day, I I did something foolish, but I did it out of of the heart. And this woman came out and and Kristen said, how was your massage? She said, "Eh, it was okay." Well, I picked up on that. I said, leaned around Lyric and yelling at the other desk going, well, why was it just, uh, well, I just wasn't crazy about the cupping. I said, did you ask for the cupping? Well, no, I didn't. And so as the conversation proceeded, I said to her, you know what? I don't like eh, it was okay. I said, I want you to come out of there going, God, I loved it. So we're going to give you a free one today. And we got it all settled. She booked for the next week. She left. And Lyric says to me, I really wish you'd let me handle that. Now, on a lot of days that probably that that tone and that that those words would not have bothered me. But on a day I'm having anxiety and I'm feeling disconnected from my clients as it is. It did not hit me right, and we went back and forth. And it's because this woman's a constant chronic complainer, but it wasn't in the notes. Even if it had been in the notes, I wouldn't have seen. But, of course, I angled in on, well, why aren't they in the notes? Why isn't all this? So, anyway, it was a big blow-up. So, later in the day, I came out, and this was like three hours later, I sat down, and he had this attitude where he was being ultra-respectable to me. And I looked at him, I said, are you going to be a snit with me all day long? Maybe. I said, no, no, no. I said, we're not going to have a snit. And we talked it out right then and there. So it was done. So if you ever deal with a boss or or an employee or or therapist that has anxiety issues, give them a little bit of space. Yeah. Only 24 hours. And then if you feel like you need to address it, pull them quietly into a room and say, and in very gentle tones, say, Let's talk about this. What are you feeling? See, What's going on? What I would do with you, I would try to give you a project to do to get you out of the way when you were feeling that way. And sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. Yeah, I just needed to be left alone. Right. Because I, I was actually coming out of my anxiety sure. rather than going into but, but it. But realistically, it would have been better had they just 
figured out a way to get you out of that front desk area. It's hard to do. It it, it is. But, and what I explained to them, yeah. when you get as large as we are, I feel very disconnected from our clients. There are many clients who don't know who we are. I know. And that, that it's weird. crushes my it's heart. It's weird. Because, and it's not because I need to be acknowledged as the owner of the company, but it's because I care about right. everybody that walks in that door. I still care. And there was a time when I knew every one of their names. Well, 23,000 people, I can't. Yeah. I can't. But it, it is still important to me. And I think I might, I'm, I'm, this just popped in my brain. I might do a, uh, talk to the owners kind of perspective on, online or something or on Facebook or, you know sure. what I'm saying? Set something up that if you want to talk to me and you, you need a question address and you kind of want to do it privately, but you can't find me, please send your questions here and we'll either arrange a time to meet or I'll respond to you online. I think that's crazy. I think you're opening yourself up to crazy people and you're at a point. Yeah, but crib. then we'd have really good stories to tell on Spot. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing though. You know, I mean, it, it goes back to, I mean, I, I get where you're coming from. You know, like that's why I'm intentionally keeping Spotpreneur. So I made a decision recently. We are now at a little over 800 people in our Spotpreneur Facebook group. Once yeah, it's, one day you're going to be 23,000. You're going to go, what the hell? Well, that's why I've made a decision in the Facebook group. Once we hit a thousand, that's it. Okay. We're not adding any more. And the reason why is I want to keep the discussion of high caliber because I see discussions in these larger groups and it's just crazy because the, uh, once you hit a certain threshold, the discussion doesn't become really thoughtful or engaging or useful. It becomes just noise. And that's what I worry about is when you are seeking guidance, that's why it's really good to have like a mentorship team and a, and a close group of people that yes. can be honest with you. Well, not that I yeah. want to dive into all this on air because they don't want to hear how we, we can conduct the business end of making our decisions because really it means we just sit down and hash it out and hash it out, hash it out. And then we both go our separate ways and we think about it for about 24 to 48 hours. And then we conclude good, bad, otherwise indifferent. Right. So there are my thoughts on that. And, yeah, um, no, I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea at all. I definitely yeah. don't think it's a bad idea. I just think that you have to think about what are your real reasons for wanting True, it. True, but I, I worry about the babies that are brand new into massage and won't be able to find you. Well, no, they'll still be able to go to the podcast. See, the podcast I is care, it. folks. Yeah. I care. Yeah. I'm always looking for the underdog. How do I help the underdog? Well, that's great. But, underdog. You, but the other thing is that I love the brand new babies coming on massage, but ideally I'm designed for the people that are ready to become you. True, true, true. I am sorry. They broke the mold <laughs> when they made me. Well, they only broke part of the mold. Then it poured into you and Rachel. And now we got little mini me in the male form running around Anderson. Yeah. And, yeah Who's so. going to be 12. So, so all this leads into which it really she didn't even know I was going to tell that part of the story. No, we really I didn't. do this off story. the cuff um, to talk about our real lives and what goes on. Right. We really so so let's give you guys a little insight. We'll talk about the topics we want to talk about this, but then we won't actually talk about the topics. No, because we want fresh perspective. Yeah, because they, yeah, this is something I brought to Ramona's attention because this happened in my company um, and has slowly been building up in my company and. I don't even really have an answer for it. So I'm kind of throwing it out there, the Mona, and just getting fresh discussion on this. Because we talk about roadmap, 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 and then we talk about mentorship team. And I am a huge believer of mentorship team. In fact, my landlords, my original landlords, who are still my landlords, they live in Florida now. I'm in Virginia. And they came up, they're out for two weeks and it was such a delight to see them. And we were talking about business and my success. And I, I, 
was telling Fred and Eileen, I said, you know, you guys don't realize it, but you were part of my mentorship team. And y'all were very strong in helping me make decisions. And they were very flattered. See, I don't tell necessarily you're on my mentor team. Yeah. I just utilize it. But now I'm running into a situation of two different sorts where my mentorship teams are outliving their usefulness because they're trying to control some of my therapists. And they're helping therapists make decisions that I are not business-wise or business-savvy for me. Yeah. So they've switched from being my mentor to their mentor, and I feel like there's some... Uh, self-sabotaging going on. And then you throw in the complexion of the, the, the um, what's the word? I'm, the complex nature of, I consider uh, one of these a close, fairly close friend and the other one a pain in the ass friend. And so it's not like I can just say, booey to you, get out of my, my shop. Right. So I'm really caught in a dilemma of how do I, I do need to put my control nature back on and figure out how am I going to control this shit? But I don't think I can. Well, I think you need to reestablish boundaries. I can't. I can't. This, this particular person. Okay. I'm going to give this scenario without trying to, uh, no names here. And I'm going to try to give it out without, uh, endangering what's going on in my place. And dear de-stress <coughs> therapist who are listening to Keep this it to podcast. Yourself. If you start getting involved in this, keep it to yourself. Please, please. don't make Ramona come oh, into uh, the day uh, spa. No, but if you really want to know how I feel for my people, come talk to me. I yep. still won't give you names, but I'll explain to you why I have concerns. Sure. Okay. I have a strong therapist in my group, and they all have their favorite clients. And one of them has a favorite client that is helping her make business decisions. Right. And he used to help me make business decisions now he's helping her make business decisions and it's costing me money and if i push this envelope too much he is strong enough in her life that he's going to convince her to leave it's not for the money that i don't want her to leave that that's really secondary once i said serve the client serve the people first the money will follow but i don't think it's in her best interest to do so but he's strong in her life, and there's an emotional bond there, uh, not of a sexual nature, of a, a mentorship. loving. Yeah, and a mentorship. Because he's filled in almost but as a father figure. But now he's dabbling in mine. So as I'm talking, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I think I am going to pull him aside and say, dude, you know, you need to stop helping her make answer. You know, you need to stop helping her decide what she's going to do and say, just go talk to Lynn. Let me mentor her from this end. You know business, but I know massage. Right. And you may be a recipient of massage for years and years and years, but I know the business and the massage end. Sure. So I need you to back off. But he was is huge in her life. So, and not necessarily a negative force at all. Because I no, know who you're talking about. No, and a loving, wonderful, yeah. and I can call this person at the drop of a hat, and he is there yeah. for me. I just need to get a little separation there. I think, there. too, maybe if it's more of a partnership where you feel like he's still on your side when it comes to yeah, this. Yeah, but he's costing me money. Yeah. I mean, and, and it, yeah. He's so, fucking with your money. Yeah, you don't fuck with money. <laughs> I mean, that's just the bottom line. So, no, yeah, but one. I would love, as we go through this podcast, um, when y'all are listening to this podcast, to send out your situations and for some of you larger spas of how you dealt with this and what you had to do. And I don't want a separation from any of these people. No. I just need a clarity of, yeah, I can put my big girl panties on, but... 
you know, I am woman enough to say my my emotions are a little bit involved and yeah, it's a difficult. This is where that touchy feely side of the business um, collides with the right. business um, unemotional side of the business. It's interesting because I feel there's a situation right now in several of the groups right now that um, one of my favorite spapreneurs, I'm just going to use her name, Beth Wade, you know, Chicago Beth, we'd love her. No, she's Beth. dealing with her first. Um, I'm so bummed she's not going to be at live. I know. But she is got- this coming out before or after live? Uh, after live. After. Because we got one two weeks. Yeah, that's true. Okay, okay. so Beth, just know mm-hmm. that we missed you. Yeah. So, um, she she lost her first like independent contractor. And, of course she did. Yeah, because that's what happens. You got to learn. And so she's dealing with that. And so what she did was she wrote out her new advertisement and she posted it in a group. And the group is, you know, a good group, but a lot of them t- misunderstood it. Oh, I saw a little bit of that posting, but yeah. I didn't read the whole thing. She's like, oh, my God, help me. Yeah. <laughs> They're and and me. Uh, it's kind of the same thing where she went and I don't know if she posted it because she wanted to maybe acquire some people from that group to maybe sure, apply. Or which they is, may know someone. That, that, I think that that was a, good, a good idea. idea. But then what happened was they were all attacking the ad because the way it was written. And, and I could see if you read it very quickly, their point of view. But at the same time, I'm going... No, it makes sense. But again, I'm thinking as a business owner. Right. And I think that's what comes down to it, guys, is that what Lynn is dealing with is the client is thinking as a client helping out the therapist. Mm-hmm. Lynn needs to think of the business owner and go, yo, client. Beth Wade, same thing. She went to this group and it's filled with people who are not business owners, but they're still in that employee mindset. But when you go to a group that is filled with business owners, all of us are like, whoa, wait a minute. We see where you're coming from. This is a great ad. All right, real quick, little jostle out there, and you're going to have to do this because I'll forget. Okay. Uh, you write to Beth and tell her the best place to find a uh, massage therapist is the schools. We've mentioned that. that um, it, it truly is. She Beth. wants someone. She got- wants someone experienced because she doesn't want to mentor. And, and again, that's a, that's a whole different thing. You know, Beth, somebody mentored you. It's finding. It's not even mentoring. It's just wanting to show them because they have that something special about right. them that matches you their mother nature and loving you, of the earth and all the universe you're gonna go through guys when you're bringing on partners yes. you're gonna go through so many of them and it's the same thing kind of mentors i don't think we've ever talked about this but guys there is a point where you outgrow your mentors so i love one of the speakers at spapreneur live michelle pippen she is oh, fabulous. God, she's awesome and she was my perfect first mentor i am now her peer yeah, she is. And, and and if Michelle's listening, Michelle, I loved you and for all the guidance you gave Ramona. But all along, I kept telling Ramona, Mona, you can do this. Mona just didn't see it in herself. Right. So Michelle had to mentor her up to the point where Mona put on her panties and said, I can do this. But she had to find her right niche. You know, it's not Correct. like Michelle yeah. goes uh, out to all the spapreneurs. No. You know, we understand the spa industry. She understands women in business. Oh, my God. She's yeah, fabulous. She's fabulous. Yeah. So yeah. women who wow. <laughs> Shout out to her. Um, But so sometimes your mentors become your peers. Like there will come a point where people who've been through my six pillars program or anything else will become my peers. And that's sure. okay. Well, and in our first six pillars, I noticed that we reach out to them, asking them questions. We go back and forth. It yeah. feels like a strong little community now versus we're trying to teach you. Yes. Do we have ideas? Sure. But you guys have a lot of ideas that right. y'all give back to us, yeah. which is awesome. And, and we love that. So sometimes you have to realize your mentorship, you've outgrown. And I'm wondering if this therapist with this particular client is starting to outgrow. 
Well, we'll we'll see. I, I'm going to sit down because I know in his mind he's trying to keep a balance of me, her business because he he likes going there, and he doesn't really want her to move. And yeah, it, it's just complicated. You know, and again, she has to realize. I don't think anybody sat down like, okay, you want to move? Do the business plan and how much stuff you actually get being here. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. It, it's just. But uh huh. Hear the frustration in my voice. It's just so much involved in it. So. And this is a side note, folks. When you're facing something like this, you take a step back. You don't react. You maul it. You chew it. You think it. It might take months to come to some kind of resolution in your own heart and mind. Then you approach it. Because I'll give you an example. So Chicago Beth, this had just happened yesterday. The person said, I don't want to do this anymore via email. Beth immediately because it's her first time and she again she's in an emotional state and she acted emotionally and i think she went too fast trying to replace the person could be yeah yes yes Uh, uh, but just know that but for all of you out there you're going to go through this over and over and over again until you start building a core group now when you get i'm going to give you a little hope here when you get to a reasonable size let's say seven therapists when you start hiring a new one you just throw them into the back room and then all the therapists start making the decision. They either fit or they're gone. So it takes it off your shoulders, <laughs> which is really nice um, because I don't make the decisions anymore yeah. uh, for the most part. I certainly watch them and guide them and I'll defend them if I feel like they're being unjustly accused of not being a good fit. However, really, I- I've got my core group and you have to please them. I tell new hires, you got to play nice with the back group because... <laughs> They're the ones that make the decision, yeah. not us. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think it's okay to acknowledge if you've outgrown your mentor, you've outgrown your mentor. Yeah. And and, and I find slowly without realizing I've evolved to other mentorships and, and grasping on to other people. Like Ramona is one of my mentors and we mentor back and forth. Right. And it's been a slow, gradual thing that we um, just kind of roll around to different people. Sure. But this particular person was sort of on my back burner and it this it just really caught me by surprise. And um and then let's throw in oh, the God. other situation. Okay, I will say the name Buddy. So Buddy and I have an arrangement that he pays me X amount for massages and he pays for 20 massages at a time. Okay, fine. Basically what I've done is even though all the senior master rates are very high now, um, I've left my my cost just the same because he pays me 20. Okay, that's fine. Well, we've been doing this for 11 years. Suddenly... This and, man and, also has more money than God. Okay, he does. So I have to, what happens is the front desk will say, hey, just letting you know he's out of packages. So it takes me three or four weeks to catch up with him. And I have to text him saying, hey, you need to bring a check. This is how much. Well, somehow it got out of control this last time. And it's because he doesn't think I really need the money. So his words, not mine. I'm going to take it and invest it for you. Well, I let that slide a little bit, even though him and I got into an argument about it saying, uh-uh, that's my money. You, you don't decide where to put my money. I do. He made me argue with him to get my money back. And I finally, at the end of the massage, said, let me tell you something. You don't mess with my money. You don't try to control me. And that's what you tried to do. So now that you've agreed to pay me my money, the next one you can invest. But this one you will hand to me because I had a, a bill I wanted to pay. And that's none of his business. So this last go round goes round and round and round and round. And I give him an invoice. He goes, it's wrong. He won't tell me where it's wrong. It's wrong. 
I have gone over this friggin' invoice three times and it's correct. So when I finally get a check for him from him, it's less than what the invoice is. Now I'm pissed off. And once again, I don't really use him as a mentor per se, but he's sort of a grounding business person for me. And he's someone I love dearly, dearly love. I mean, we socialize with him. We go to games with him. I work out with his wife. My husband works out with him. I dearly love him, but he's an attorney. And one thing I know from growing up with my dad being an attorney is you can't out-argue an attorney. It can't happen. So finally, I just sent him a text saying, you pay me this. This is what I asked for. Why? So he came in and he really couldn't say why. He goes, well, that was on the other invoice. I'm beating my head against the wall. So I'm just going to put my panties on and say, you're going to pay me what I asked for. You're going to hand it to me in a check and you're going to get on the table or you cannot pay me and you can get off my table. But, you know, guys, none of us like to emotionally go there. That's not why we got into massage. We, we, we. You want to know where you went wrong? Sure. Okay. You have it set up. You are treating him as if you were a solo therapist. This is what I've heard. I send him an invoice. I'm texting him about the money. I'm talking to him about the money. You No. You have set it up where your business has that boundary. You are the therapist. You're not supposed to be talking about money to this person. It doesn't matter that you're the owner. That's why we have an impartial front desk. So they can simply, here's the thing. And I realize that front desk is not as strong when it comes to this particular client. Yeah, he would walk all over. He would. But at the same time, bottom line is, this is what you owe. Well, you've let, you've, you've it, it lost is. the boundary. I did, but I'm about to reestablish it. I'm going to go back all the way back through the books and straighten them up. There were some some wrong numbers in there. Like occasionally, I'll invite another therapist to come in and we'll work on them together. And my policy is, and I don't tell Buddy this, but my policy is. I don't take the payment or credit for it. I pay the therapist for it um, because it's just enjoyable for me. It lightens up my hands. So he was double billed on a couple of things. So I went back and straightened it. But it's just, you know, I let that friendship boundary push uh-huh. a little bit too much. And now I'm having to pull it back. Now, fortunately, he's a businessman. So he gets this little gleam in his eye and he likes the negotiation part. And even though he grew up here, he's got that New York attitude. There's, of, no, I will there's out-negotiate. no negotiation here. This is the thing that drives me bonkers. There is. There's no negotiation here, okay? You have a price. Your price is too low, by the way. You you should be beyond senior master, whatever the hell we have these days. Oh, okay? I agree. If he ever pushes me too far, I'm well, just going to tell him it's $100 thing. a session. You've already, like, it needs to be that because at this point, you've earned that right. Well, I will okay. say that I have $7,000 in an account do, that he put no, but, there. No, but that's the thing. <laughs> do you ha- can you pull out that $7,000 anytime yeah. you want to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, but yeah, but here's can. the deal. Here's the deal. No. People pay me money to tell them this. I'm going to tell you. No. Put that boundary on there. He broke rule number one. He broke rule number one, Sassy. And I don't care. And I love this man. Okay? You know I love this man. I love him more than you do. I know. Lay me in trouble. But you're not in trouble. But, but I did finally get a check and it went in the bank and it was helping to pay off part of your wedding. Woohoo. <laughs> we like that. But but what I'm saying is is that it's it's... <laughs> See, folks, even Sessie faces the same things you guys face. You know, it's not all a bed of roses at de-stress. Oh, God, it, no. it, it, It's not. <laughs> and I emotionally sometimes bring it home, and I maul it, and I beat myself up. Like, I haven't even told Rick 
uh, my husband about the whole uh, therapist wanting more thing. And it's because I don't want to listen to his side of it because he's just going to be he's pissed. all numbers. Yeah. And, and and see, now that goes back to another. We just podcast. did that episode okay. yeah, about the spouses. And yeah. How much you and tell and them. I pick and choose because I just don't want to hear it because I make the decisions there. So right. I made the decision to do what this therapist asked me. And but I said no more. I, I did put a line at that point in time. So I face the same thing. So when you think that we're sitting up here on our thrones being we, all or, or that we have all our shit figured out. Oh, my God. No, new shit comes. And you know, then we have I to figure have that anxieties. shit out. Even taking 20 milligrams of, or whatever, 20 uh, uh, Lexapro. Oh, you have a double dose than I do. Yeah, I'm, I'm older. And, you know, I face the same shit and I have to decide. I have to listen to what we tell you guys to do. I have to take time out for myself. I have to go do things. Sometimes I just have to barrel through. Right. I mean, I sometimes I just have to and you beat have it to, And here's the deal. You have to be careful and seek wise counsel. Yes. You can't just, oh God, okay, yes. so yes, guys, yes, yes, yes. here's the deal. Please, dear God, stop throwing shit in random groups. Yeah, uh, not uh, only even that. ours. Yes, and 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 I've had to learn the hard way because, see, I I'm an out loud out loud thinker. I think by vocalizing, and I will tend to say things around my groups because I'm thinking it through, and it's almost gossipy because this is what's going on in my mind. And I've had to teach myself to stop doing that shit. And when I feel like it's bubbling up to my mouth, I say, mm, I need to go walk outside for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean it, it, it is tough. So, I mean, it's just sometimes you don't know where to turn. You don't know where to go. My biggest suggestion is when you don't know, say nothing. Go off somewhere. Oh, you yourself. are asking way too much of this girl. I, I'm just telling you, go go in the pilot and take a ride. Go listen to a chapter in Harry Potter. Which, by the way, can we point out? So, I wanted to give a shout to Molly from my second Six Pillars group. Her nephew passed away of cancer. Oh, yeah. I, I you know I saw that. Yeah. I didn't know what happened. And honestly, I've gotten other devastating news this week about a friend of mine who was in a car crash. Her oh, young that son was died. Awful. Oh. Her, Sister just, died in it, and she was the one driving. Yeah, and it's it just, just horrible, 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 really, really bad. So, um, but she said she, she, you know, she's doing massages this week, and um, she's a big Harry Potter fan like you. And she, her client, I yes. think, could feel or saw something about it. She goes, "I don't want to listen to music. Can we listen to a chapter of Harry Potter?" I know, <laughs> and, I love it. I yeah. love. Also, I, I'll throw this out there for my audiobook lovers. I just listened to James Patterson's Juror Number Three. I had so much fun listening to it. Oh, good. It was so, and, and a lot of times it has to do with whoever's telling the story. Like, yes. like Mona and Ceci, when we're telling you the stories, you like listening to our voices, obviously, or you would not be listening to us. Yeah, because we don't have that much wisdom. We're really just <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. We, I'm old. I'm, I'm, and I'm tired. <laughs> So, yeah, juror number three, if y'all are looking for an, a new one. So. If you're looking for a great, quick, nonfiction book that's business-related, I am listening to this one right now called Essentialism. It is fabulous. And what I love about it is that I it, it's funny that we're talking about setting boundaries and, and redoing things. In my own life, I am setting a lot more boundaries with personal relationships because I have a lot going on. And even in Spopador, me deciding the podcast group in Facebook is going to be tapped at a thousand. It frees me to not worry about growing that anymore. Yeah, and, and, and she's facing yeah. the same thing that we talked about. See, you guys that are just picking up on these podcasts need to go back, start at the beginning, go all the way through. And she's also facing the dilemma of, 
I want to stay in contact with my friends as much as I always have, but I'm growing a business. When you're growing a business, it's a baby and babies take 24 seven nurturing time. Yeah. So you just so can't I've do just, it all. I've just made the decision. Like I had a great dinner with my really good friend, Angie, and she, I'm really proud of her. I love Angie. Because she's dealing she with She needs this- to adopt a black baby so I can go play with it. <laughs> okay. That sounded gross. I want you to think about how that sentence sounded. I want to go play with a little black baby. Okay. You have little black babies at these I do. They're beautiful. Why don't I have any little white babies there? I think the black, black people just produce more beautiful babies. Okay. They're adorable. Maybe they're having more sex than the white people. They're smart. They're working their frustrations out. Yes, they are. Yes. (laughs) Oh my God. I could say so much. Uh, So she's recognized that her, for a while, her passion was her friends. Well, the friends group she had, including myself, we've all had major positive things happen this year. And one just had a baby. It was premature baby, but the baby's doing great. Another one's about to have twins. You know, one got engaged. I got married and uh, the business. And I'm just honest with Angie saying, I love you, but I cannot spend as much time texting every day. And so she's dealing with that. But instead of and she's kind of very much like Ceci, she has to talk it out. And mm-hmm. she has decided she's going to go back to therapy, which I think is great, mm-hmm. and talk about this. And what she's decided, and I told her, I'm like, she goes, I just don't like being uncomfortable. I don't like this lonely feeling. I'm like, Angie, the problem is you're lonely because you've never taken the time to get to know you. Mm, that's a good point. And so I urge you guys, is when you decide to make the decision to be a business owner, that is a very lonely position. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I don't even have words for that one. Because it's true. That's why I hired people to come work with but, me. But even then, you have to be on your own little island. You do, but I wanted people to play with. Well, no, you can have people to play with. And then I found out with. that they have opinions and, and thoughts of their own. Right. And they have opinions based on being employees and partners, not yes. not owners. And there's the difference. So they see it all. So when we're posting things like job applications and we've got 100 therapists bitching about you know oh that seems like low price you're paying them we'll get remind them they're not business owners that's right you know and and i i hope that i'm very careful in all the podcasts not to tell you guys how to set your pricing uh, at what point because every region is different very different so and every specialty is different yeah absolutely so you know we're in a blue collar area but the price of living is actually high because we have a lot of it's so stupid we have a lot of retired military here the good, yeah. big checks but then wages are low it's but, it's a crazy but the area the thought frame around here is middle class yeah. uh middle middle class not lower not upper middle middle class even for the rich people so we price ourselves according to that so that's not anybody else's business to tell me now over virginia beach which is through the tunnel okay we talked about that in a podcast everything's through the tunnel here they can ask for ten dollars more because that's like the city compared to our country that's fine for them but don't tell me how to set my prices yeah and guys honestly this is something i'm noticing too a lot of you guys are like the people down the street are are priced lower than me so yeah what does that matter why do you care you know massage envy on paper by advertising looks lower than me. Right. When you compare it dollar to dollar, we're the same, but I don't care. That's their problem. If you're, if you're going to get clients by price shopping, go ahead and do Groupon. Lose your money. Yeah. yeah you know, it's just that simple. Yeah. Value shoppers just don't care. Yeah, oh, we could go on and on. Yes. But the point is, guys, is that you are, 
the sum of all the people you surround yourself with, both online and offline. So when you are spending time, and it's funny, I have a good friend of mine. She just she's she just expanded her business, and she's going. I can't do it. All. I can't even find time to like go to movie friends. I'm like right now. You cannot go to movies yeah, with friends. I, I got to tell you, I, I lived, eat, and breathed it. Yeah. But I, I loved it so much right. that I really wish I could go back and redo some things. Here's the thing. I love Spotpreneur so much. I could do it all day long. So that's yes. the key is you have to love it. You have to love it. But I also have two babies mm-hmm. and they're in a they're in a transition period because we're advancing to middle school and issues and and hormones are coming and i must <laughs> i'm so glad they moved out but i must be mom even more so you know what i mean which means it's gonna but that's the other reason why i'm choosing to cap spopinor yes. at a certain point because it's like you know what it is better for me to really run and do really well with this small group so of see, women girls and boys yeah we have our issues too yes <laughs> so all right, I think I dished out enough issues to them. They 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 can send me their ideas, suggestions. You know? If you're part of the Facebook group, again, we only have 200 spots left, so go in. There. It's free. I'm part of the Facebook. You group. are part of the Facebook yes. group. Yes, you're yes. one of the you're one of the 800. How could I not be? You you guys, y'all rise up, protest. I'm not kicking <laughs> anybody out. But I'm just, but I'm being really, really persnickety about who comes yeah. in these last 200 because I just, and no, I'm not going to start a new group. No, I'm not going to shut it down. And no, when someone leaves, I'm not going to add anybody in. Oh, okay. I well, just because that's just, just too much. Remember, work. we can always change our minds. However, right now, right now, the was- free group, and here's why. One of the reasons is, <laughs> is to keep the conversation going, but two is I have a paid community. Yeah, which really dishes in some stuff. And I'm like, y'all. Yeah, I really am part of all the communities. I see y'all. I just, I sometimes I, I don't have the time to respond to everything y'all are. It, I have too much to say right. about it, so but I get the, Ramona to do a podcast on it. Yeah, but the paid community, they get the responses. Yeah, oh yeah, they get yeah, my yeah, time. yeah, yeah. No, they get your time. I'm talking about me. So when I'm yeah. I'm looking at it, it's just that I don't always respond. In fact, we're we're going to after this record another one based that's on re- something from yeah. the from the Facebook group. Yeah. yeah so I, it's just sometimes I have too much to say, and I I. I don't have time to write it all out. That And again, we have to d- choose where our priorities need to be. I have babies to feed. I have a husband to keep in comedy classes. So, you know, <laughs> it's true. I love the Grimmel. I he's lo- so cute. So he's been doing, um, this week has been all like 90s. It's spirit week because it's homecoming at Kikatan. So he, he's he, supposed to come get your band jacket. I don't. Uh, did you get it? Uh, I think it's upstairs. Right, I'll well, go get it in between these podcasts. In between the podcasts, we need to get my old band jacket. So he actually teaches at my old high school, which is hilarious uh, because I go in there. I'm like, this is creepy. I'm married to one of the teachers because I remember the teacher who was in there. Fantasy. He won't let me. <laughs> no, no, no. He shuts that. Like, I cannot go. Hi, Mr. Grimmel. He's like, no, you stop that shit because he teaches high school. And he's like, no. We're you not gotta go that. get one of those little school no, girl No, he outfits. does not. No, so again, I have one of those for when we do Harry Potter prov. I look like a Hogwarts oh student. Oh my god! No, he he re- he refused. He's like, no. Do you I sh- need to pull him to the side and no. have the facts of life uh-uh. talk? No, with no, him? no. He 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 won't go there because it's just it's the boundary. And <laughs> oh, I oh, you know, I'm gonna have to do it. Oh now, my just god, to push he's gonna get so mad at me. <laughs> I'm just gonna have to push his button. <laughs> See, we Poor have no Carmel. filter in this house. No. We believe in talking about sex because it's a wonderful, natural part of life. It is important. Sensual and in a healthy relationship, absolutely, and with adults, and and I've this has always been the way when I was raising the girls. So y'all think Which about is that. Why if you I have, have children. Not, never been really violated. No, you, it's, yeah. it's a healthy thing. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, okay, now that I said that, <laughs> and I'm not going to get any more babies from you. Somebody's got to give me a baby. I need. I just need to hold them for a little bit. Hand it back. There's okay. something wrong with you. 
you're going to be the same way too. What are you talking about? One day, one day you'll look at little babies and go, oh my God, they're so cute. Let me hold it. Oh, I'm going to give them back now. That's all I want. Okay. I, I just, this is episode, I don't even know. I I, I knew and <laughs> I don't know. She lost control. I have, lo- yeah, I didn't set a boundary. This is episode 65 of the podcast. Oh, cool. Cool, yes, cool. yes, we're in um, middle age for sure. I was just listening to the one that was 63 and you kept saying 62. I know. I don't know what was wrong with me that day. 62 is a hard word. Oh, no, but this is episode 65. So spapador.com forward slash 065. Again, remember guys, we do have that email template available for free. It's the one email, t- email we use every week to fill our appointment books consistently um so grab that it's yeah, free we use it all the time yeah and it works like yeah I, it does I, I just asked the front desk the other day because again i am really hands-off when it comes to i mean i tell them what i give them guidance and then i'm letting them do it you know and then i'll help them when i'm in europe oh <laughs> actually i'm going to restrict ramona to only go there once and maybe twice a week and stay away from there because otherwise she'll intimidate the shit out of them <laughs> and things will change while I'm gone. No, so, no. <laughs> I have enough to do. I have a new product from spa. Okay, coming. I want y'all to listen to this shit. Because I, have, I have something when new. I get back and she's changed things. Uh-huh. I have something yeah. new. In fact, I'll announce on the next podcast. Okay. Right, cool. Something new yeah. that I have to work on. So I have I have projects. Okay. All right. Plus I have to plan Thanksgiving dinner since I'm doing it by myself. Yay! Yay! Anyway, episode sixty five, y'all. We will talk to y'all later. Bye. Need more actionable steps to get your spa headed in the right direction? Head to spapreneur.com where we've got the tools, tricks, and methods to making your spa as successful as it can be. Spapreneur.com. <laughs>